Hello, and welcome to the Friday Live thing. Whether you have an existing online business or are just starting out, we show you how to grow and scale your business the easy way. Here are your hosts, Tim Goodwin and Mark Thompson. Hi guys, we're live. Me and Tim were just discussing The Joker, which I watched last night, which I thought it's a typical origin story, actually, you know. Not much happens. <laughs> Not happens. But it's absolute. The acting is. If you like good acting, it is superb. So I think that's that's the Oscar in the bag for Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. So yeah, we were discussing the merits of the of the Joker, and we forgot we were going, supposed to be going live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we weren't, we weren't even talking about what we were doing. Uh, no, right. We're what we're going to talk about today. Right. So hi guys, and absolutely welcome to our last show of the year. You can see we're all ready for Christmas. We've got our decorations up. We're wearing our Christmas hats. I might just draw one over the top later. Uh, ho, 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 jingle bell, jingle bell, etc. For those of you on the podcast, we don't. <laughs> no, we should let the podcast people think that we do. <laughs> morning, Kevin. Good to see you on the show, mate. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Kevin uh, Kevin interviewed me yesterday Ooh, for cool. one of his shows. And when it's live, I'll let you all know. So once again, I gave away the farm without meaning to. Um, <laughs> Right, so we are going to talk about, uh, like every other marketer does this time of year, the good stuff. But unlike everyone else, we're going to talk about the bad stuff. The stuff that didn't really work, stuff we screwed up, um, stuff we think's not very good anymore. And we, don't, we, haven't, we haven't practiced this, we haven't thought about it, we haven't rehearsed it. So who knows where it's going? No, what you get is what you see as ever. It, it might just turn into one big rant again. No, no, we'll try not to make it into a rant. We'll try and make it practical and useful and interesting for people. Um, make a change. <laughs> so the first first thing that's on my list actually is live streaming. Believe it or not, how how meta is that? Ooh. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, in 2019, I think people have just about caught on that live streaming is it, and it's not just restricted to one platform anymore it's yeah. everywhere it's on every social media platform like there yeah. is possible and there are so many tools out there now that make live streaming super easy we use Streamyard um because it's super easy to use and it gives us so many different features and functions it's that... constantly being updated i mean that's yeah. the great thing about it only this week should i do it should i do it look we've got oh, a new God. toy to play with Ooh. So come on, join our free community. You'll see it in the ticker at the bottom. I can't work out why it's going right to left though, not left to right. Surely it should be going. No, no, that's correct. That's is how it... the ticker. Yeah, you're right. Where else that's how the yeah. work on the Sky News, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, it just looked weird to me. So yeah, I mean, live streaming. Now, to actually tie this in um, with repurposing. So we do an hour show. 45 minutes, 40 minutes. We aim for 45 minutes, but it never is 45 minutes. Um, and from that, all I need to do is take a little two minute snip, snippet, right, from that live show. And that is all my content I need for a whole week, just two minutes from a live show. So if, if we actually got good and started planning this, you know, we could have a little section ready to go where all the banners and everything, so it looked really good. Actually, you'll notice today, I mean, we're, we're full screen and not like this simply because this looks better when I use a snippet. I discovered sort of this week when I started doing them. 
So that's why we're doing it. But uh, at the moment, I'm up to over 100 posts, right, from one two-minute clip because I'm doing I'm doing um, a case study for the repurposing product that I chucked out yesterday. Um, ooh, hang on, hang on. Da, 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 da. There you go. Get it on pre-launch. Uh, <laughs> Courses.seriousmarketersacademy.com. You'll see it at the top. Um, no, but the, the point is, it's it's content, right? And it's e the easiest content you'll do. People people always say to me, oh, I've got, I don't know what to talk about. No, it doesn't matter. We don't know what to talk about. But when you, for most people, when you're under pressure uh, and you have to perform, it's easy. You know, it, it just comes. My stutter goes most of the time when I'm on this. Half, you know, if I'm recording a video, you know, I have to cut out bits all the time. Don't have to edit it live. It's just, it's just there. So, yes, do live videos. It gives you, it gives you video, it gives you audio, it gives you text. Those, those two-minute snippets turn into like two, three, four hundred word blog posts. Amazing magic. Con content marketing is another thing that's on my list, and it's, it feels like it's like 1996 again. Um, <laughs> it's, it, 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 that's honestly that's what it feels like, you know, with. The, the, the way that internet marketing is working at the moment and content still is king and yep. um, blog posts are still huge, you know, hugely powerful and more relevant today than they ever used to be. Um, I even got, uh, I've written a couple of blog posts about one of the tools that I use for um, my e-commerce business and the tool is Zipify Pages. Um, they also have another tool called One Click Upsell. And um, uh, I wrote a blog post about Zipify pages versus ClickFunnels. So if you've done any of the um, 5K method stuff or like any of the other content marketing courses that we've put out over the last couple of years, you'll know that this is a very simple way of kind of getting started with affiliate marketing. And um, so I wrote a quite an extensive versus. So uh, you know, as if by pages versus click funnels, uh, article, and I'm an affiliate for both tools. So Zipify pages and for click funnels. Now I wasn't trying to rank for click funnels. I was trying to rank for Zipify pages. Um, and within literally four weeks, that article was number one for Zipify pages versus click funnels or click funnels versus Zipify pages. I've been contacted directly by Zipify pages, the guys at Zipify. And I'm having a call with the um, primary content manager this evening about what we can do, what more we can do to create more content um, that is Zipify pages related, uh, which is all, which is, it just shows you the power of picking a niche, picking a tool, picking a, an affiliate program, doesn't matter what it is, write about it because if you're using that tool and you know it inside out, there's no reason why you shouldn't be writing this content or recording a live video like this, doing a live stream, doing a, uh, you know, literally sitting down with a mate and having a chat like Mark and I are having about the tool. And you just have a 45 minute thing that creates a bazillion pieces of content that can then link, link back to your blog post. It's hard to, to rank the blog post, but it's easier to rank the YouTube video and to get traction with 
the video on Facebook and Instagram and all the other tools that are out there. So that's why you want to be creating content on an ongoing basis. I mean, one of the things we really need to have to focus on next year is actually when we create this content is to have a keyword in mind so that we can actually rank for something. Right. I was shocked um, during the week, last week, probably last week, um, I, I had an idea for an article for some content and I went to Google just to see who was ranking. Oh, lo and behold, CS Marcus Only is ranking you know, uh, fourth for it. I didn't, I didn't even realize we'd done content on it. <laughs> So you'd be surprised at what people what people rank for and what you what your sites can rank for. So yeah, that, that was a, a quick dive into um, page optimizer pro to, legit, to legitimize it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So just to answer Tamar, Tamar, have I got it right this week? Yeah. Is it like or Donald? Donald, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Zipify is uh, a Zipify pages specifically is basically a page builder um, that works natively with Shopify. Um, it's a very, very powerful way of building my landing pages because Shopify is awful for creating landing pages and funnels and all that kind of stuff. And so Zipify creates probably one of the best tools out there for creating those, those particular landing pages. They also create a one-click upsell tool that I use as well, um, which is uh, it, it, both, Basically, the, the uh, Zipify is owned by a guy called Ezra Firestone. If you've ever done anything with, I didn't know Ezra owned that. Uh, yeah, so he's he's the owner of uh, Zipify Pages and well, the, the whole Zipify team. It's basically his in-house development team now um, for cool. for all of his Shopify stuff. So yeah, hugely powerful. We've actually, mate, we've actually had a major moment in our online careers. Really? Yeah, a moment of silence to celebrate our first ever YouTube comment on a live video. Would it have been a tip? We had a YouTube comment the first time ever. We had a lot, we get, obviously get loads on Facebook because most people watch on Facebook. We've actually got, thank you, here we go. Let's celebrate it. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> You're a first man. He's a, he's a pioneer as our Craig. Hey. Um, so what's next on my list? Uh, Facebook, and this is, this fits in both ad. I'm, I am not going to rant, rant. I'm not going to rant about Facebook today. Mark Zuckerberg is getting a free pass. <laughs> it's Christmas after all. No, Zipify has been bad and it's been good this year. Zipify has been bad. You, you mean Facebook, not Zipify. Um, okay, Facebook. Should we start again? You can cut that out of the live. Yeah, yeah, cut that out of the live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook has really, been really, really good for me. Uh, at the same time, it's been really, really bad for me. Um, certainly from an ads perspective, uh, ads costs have gone up dramatically again. Um, so what was converting at sort of 10 to 15 pounds per conversion earlier in the year is now 20, 25 pounds on average conversion, which is outrageous. That That's an insane amount of inflation. Whether it will adjust again come January when there's less advertisers on, um, who knows? But it's been, um, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty horrific on that front. But at the same time, if you can get it right, it's um, it, it really does work. It, you know, if you can find the right audience. So, you know, if you go back through the annuals of like uh, like the these lives that we've done, I did a whole uh, Facebook ads yeah. thing. 
Um, you recommended that during the week to somebody. Yeah, it's a, it's a great video, even if I do say so myself. Um, it, but it, it will give you a structure to how I've gone about managing my Facebook ads account this year. Um, everything from uh, just simple brand awareness and identifying your target audience to, um, you know, the kind of ads that we're running, the creatives we're running and how we're setting up the campaigns using Campaign Budget Optimizer, which reminds me Campaign Budget Optimizer in less than 40 days will become the default um, yeah. uh, on, on, on Facebook ads. You will no longer be able to do non-CBO uh, type campaigns. Um, uh, the thing is, it, it, it won't really affect us and most of our customers at all. It's just a slightly different part of putting your budget in. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a fairly significant change um, from the perspective of how you budget. So you're no longer budgeting at an ad set level, you're budgeting at a campaign level. Um, that will, and Facebook will figure out which ad set is going to get the most amount of money. So it will work out, it will use its machine learning. Um, so yeah, it's all that. Yeah. What does uh, Donald say? Um, a tip I heard last night for Facebook ads, if you want to scale and avoid increasing ad costs, duplicate your existing ad and put the extra budget. Yeah, so one of the things that I do, um, it's very similar to what Donald's just said. Um, Donald, come on, get it right. Donald. Just, just, just for Christmas, get it right. <laughs> I'm going to do it on purpose now. Um, oh, so yeah, I was. <laughs> so <laughs> what I do is when, I, when I'm ready to scale a particular creative, a particular ad set, so if I know that I've got an audience, that an audience creative match that is working, that is functioning, what I'll do is I'll create a new campaign and what I'll do is I'll uh, split the ad set or the, the, the targeting up into say five age categories. So say for example, I've been doing a lookalike audience of zero to 5%, for example. Okay, so lookalike audience zero to 5%, I'll then split that into five ad sets based the split upon by age. So 24 to 35, 35 to 45, et cetera, et cetera. And then what I'll do is I'll stick the same ad creative three times into each ad set. So there's a duplicate of the same creative three times in each of the five ad sets. So I've got three times five, 15 identical ads all running at the same time. But basically what it's doing is it's finding different pockets of traffic, different pockets of audience on uh, in the Facebook world. And that's a way of kind of just going, okay, give me stuff at scale. Um, and that that's working pretty well. So it's touch and go, whether it does work every time, but it, it, is, it seems to be working okay at the moment. An interesting thing I read this week about Facebook ads was that when, once you know your conversion costs, you have to, your budget needs to be four times that conversion cost. Because if it's not, you're going to lose money on your campaign. So, for example, it's not necessarily losing. It's just that it takes a freaking age to actually get any meaningful results out of it. Yeah. So, to give you an idea, my cost per acquisition is around about fifteen to twenty pounds, ideally. So, I'm having to put a 
budget, a campaign budget of £100 a day um, to actually get meaningful results within the first 24 or 48 hours. Otherwise, it just sits there and it kind of Facebook struggles to optimize um, based upon that. And it, you, you're needing to get enough results quick enough. So you're looking to get, you know, your 25 to 50 conversions in, the, in a week kind of thing um, to actually for Facebook to really optimize your campaign. Otherwise, it just it, it suffers a kind of a bit of a slow death. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is like for me, that's about getting a conversion as in a somebody buying for something from us. If you're collecting leads and your target um, cost per lead acquisition is a pound, then essentially you're all you're looking for is to spend five pounds a day. Yeah. So that's that's what you're kind of looking for is 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 you know uh, from a from a, an optimization standpoint. So you might need to pull your conversion optimization back to whether it's uh, capturing a lead or somebody landing on a landing page rather than making a purchase. Um, and then you can actually make the system work for you. Yeah. The, uh, Tim's show, where he talked about the Facebook ads, was episode number 36. It was a bit of a scalable ad system. It was, it was a bit of a monologue for an hour. I just, I, was I there? <laughs> So apologies now before you start diving into that. It's it, it's oh, it's pretty. I uh, shall I say it's probably one of the best shows we did this year. No, I won't. I can't blow my trumpet like that, man. Nah, I, I reckon I reckon fifteen fifty one were the best better ones. This was the <laughs> third best one. Right. So the other things we've got to do. Right. So good good stuff from my point of view this year. Moving to an office. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I mean, bear in mind, I was only doing it for about a month while the builders were in, but the builders are still there six months later. It hasn't changed, mate. Um, but, you know, I'm definitely going to hang on for a few more months here, but the actual level of product productivity is massive. Um, and it is, you know, I get stuff done. Sometimes I come in, I get to do a day's work in three hours. Other time I come in eight hours and I get two days work done. So because there's no distractions, I recommend trying it. Really, really, really good. Um, oh, sorry. Tomas just asked, where's the show located? Uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, any good podcast site? Yeah. We're everywhere. YouTube is probably the easiest place to find, I find. So, yeah. yeah. So, we, we've actually, if you go to my, my YouTube uh, channel um, and call the Lifestyle Marketer and then go to live, live uh, playlist, there's a playlist of all our live shows, or most of them. Tim's looking at it, looking for it already. Or it's, it'll also be where you're watching this as well on Facebook. Just look at the all the videos. Um, it's there somewhere. We're everywhere. And if you go to um, iTunes for podcasts, the Friday Live thing, SoundCloud, all the other ones. But where? <laughs> it's, it's Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> look at the page you want this at the moment, at the moment, in the videos, it'll be there, right? Uh, on YouTube, the Lifestyle Marketer channel, it's there. On the, and we've even got playlists with it on there. And on iTunes, the Friday Live thing, it's there. <laughs> and I made a post every single time we go live, I make a post in the foundation with all the links to it. <laughs> you know what? This is why they don't let women drive. <laughs> oh, 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 steady, steady. 
<laughs> Sorry, Jamal, I couldn't resist. Um, right. Follow the map. You're welcome to today's. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it <laughs> so we can just get move on. <laughs> right. So, okay, I'll talk about something else. Another good, another good thing. Um, was it two, three months ago? I moved, started moving all the courses to Thinkific. Okay, so bear it beforehand. We ho I hosted everything I, I, myself. So I built the site, I built everything. <laughs> there you go. There's a, there's, here's, look, here's a link. <laughs> uh, full of the Christmas spirit. Love, you got to love these Aussies, haven't you? <laughs> That's because you don't get snow at Christmas, it confuses you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think good job, good job. Our customers like us, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, used to like us anyway. Like us anyway. Um, right. So that that is Tim's the, the, the video, the Facebook uh, show, Facebook ads show. Right. So yeah. So beforehand, they record record the videos, uh, upload them, create the courses, all the stuff on Learn Dash and Buddy Boss, and it was a right pain because. It's, they sort of work together, and they, then they sort of don't work together. Um, and it's, um, I've moved it to Thinkific, and it's just so easy. It's freed up so much time. So, for example, I did this repurposing course this week. Now, it was three days' work, and it was done up there. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Like the comments are just distracting Mark. I know. <laughs> I know. Actually, before before I get distracted, snowy Mark. Yes, I've got I've got photographs of snow on my car. We it was a couple of years ago, but we did have snow. Um, I mean now we've got torrential rain today, but it is 16 degrees, so it's like warm shower. Um, yeah. So using the right tools for the job. Okay. I'll admit, I've always said, no, no, just host it yourself, set it up, but moving and actually committing to it. Do you know what? I'm going to pay it. I don't mind paying $100 a month for the amount of time it frees up and the ease of use. And it's just so easy. I mean, obviously, I've got um, Thrivecart. So beforehand, I used to set up Thrivecart, link Thrivecart to Active Campaign. Now, I'm actually starting to use the cart in Thinkific. And Every purchase is an event which goes straight into um, active campaign. And so it just you've got to balance out cost between ease of use. Now, I've, generally speaking, now I've tried to go low on the cost. And I don't mind doing a bit of extra work. But now, as I'm maturing in age and getting older, I'm going. Do you know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll pay that bit extra just for the ease of use and the having a stressless life is, is is much better this is this has long been my argument about shopify and it's like people will argue until they're blue in the face about like <laughs> they'll argue until they're blue in the face about <clears throat> why they why we shouldn't be using um shopify for e-commerce and why we should be using woocommerce or some other system and it's like one of the challenges with like you know using WooCommerce, having been somebody on WooCommerce running a live 
shopping uh, cart site, uh, you know, a live brand. And it basically, you wake up every morning and turning on the computer and you're cramping yourself every morning because you don't know whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. And every time that you go to update a plugin that you don't know whether it's going to conflict with the platform that you know you've created, whether it's going to kill the entire site, that you're going to spend yeah. the next five hours rebuilding that site again so that you can start making sales again. With Shopify, it works all of the time. It costs yeah. me more money, but I don't care because it works and it's consistent. Yeah. And that's the same thing with you know using tools like Thinkific. Um, Kajabi, um, Rachel's just mentioned about Kajabi. Absolutely. It's one of those kind of like, you know, completely, you know, built, built in systems. It's like, you don't have to worry about servers. You don't have to worry about hosting or like, you know, all of the technical nerdy shit that we used to It's you just start creating, being a creator. Um, and that's the important part of it. Yeah. I mean, I used to have things like, you can go, you go, go back and look at a number of calls. Um, oh, I can't, I can't get into this course. Okay, the site's down. I never, I don't get that anymore. It's just like, it's up. If it goes down, it's down for everyone. I, sorry, mate, not my problem. I had a tech problem the other day. I emailed Thinkific. Their, their, their tech support is ninjas at thinkific.com. Yeah. Yeah. Type it in. Five minutes later, I get a reply with the answer, how to fix it. Not like you get with some tech support where they just ask you another question so they don't have to deal with it. So the next shift can deal with it. They were in there, fixed it. Uh, well, no, didn't, I didn't have to fix something because it was just me making being an idiot. But they got, I got the answer back in five minutes. I and mean, that's the type of support uh, that you want. And I don't mind paying the extra. And the, this is where um, we, I think it was last year or the year before, we said SAAF SaaS services that were going to be on the rise in one of our shows. And I mean, I think now they're, they're, make, they're becoming peak. I really. I was saying to Dave the other day, uh, Dave, hope you're doing, doing fine, mate. Dave's having a, a bit of a crap time at the moment. Um, I was saying to Dave, now, I'm not even worried that much about a website anymore. Okay, we've got serious marketers only. That's it. I mean, I've got I've got a couple of blogs. I don't, I can't see myself getting any more blogs anymore. You know, I'll just the sales pages I can host on Thinkific. I did okay. It was a crap. It's a crap sales page because it, it's a pre-launch. But for that uh, repurpose course. In fact, people can go, can go look at it now. I'm not, not saying you go there, but just go and have a look at um, the courses, seriousmarketersacademy.com. And the very first course up there is the one I did yesterday. That was literally two minutes to do that sales page because it's all built in. They, so you just do that, add a picture, add a, bit, a little bit of text, add a button, tell, it what, what, tell them what you want to sell on the button, and it handles it all. Um, so Ian's just mentioned about, I think he's referring to Kajabi. Um, the reason why Kajabi works now is because the um, person that uh, owns um, Kajabi has, is no longer owning Kajabi, um, the marketer. Yeah, so it's, it's as it, so I think one of the, for me, one of the good things is suddenly getting this realization that you know what money is less important than time absolutely so i'll be moving a lot of stuff a lot of my stuff onto surfaces so yeah 
So the um, the next thing I've got on my list is actually to, it's quite a nerdy thing, but it's kind of fairly important. It kind of relates to some of the content marketing stuff, but it's about SEO and how SEO is coming of age. And, you know, we've uh, SEO since the dawn of time has been about keywords and specific keywords and um, rather than search intent. And that's the, the biggest changes that have happened this year to do with the uh, Google search engine is um, a lot of people haven't really been talking about it, but it's called the BERT algorithm. Bidirectional encoder representations from transformers is if you're if you're um, particularly nerdy. But basically, robots, robots in disguise. Um, no, it's basically it's natural pro natural language processing. So what it's doing is figuring out search intent more than basically what the keyword is that you type in. So like the results that people are getting are actually way way more effective. Um, based upon the intent of the search, not the actual keyword of the search, if that makes sense. So it's, it's part of the reason why um, Apple, Google have gone all in on home assistants. Mm -hmm. So yeah. hey, it's Google. Speech stuff, and like, yeah, yeah exactly. So they know how people talk because, yeah. you, I mean, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing searching now, beforehand when you did search, you had to think before you typed it in to get it Now, it doesn't matter. It really, I can just put any garbage in. I get sort of the replies I want. So yeah. No, and I think it, it, from a content marketing perspective, it's actually made the game easier for people who create genuine content rather than nasty, horrible, spun content. Ooh, that's evil stuff because Mark's never created a thousand um, WordPress websites with spun content on it. <laughs> I've never done that. Never done that. No. no. I never ever had over a million pages all spun in Google. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. I, so, I change, eh? <laughs> so this whole idea of like, um, uh, th there's still black hatters out there who will, who are convinced that they can, you know, hack the Google algorithm to make it um, make make it uh, work for you kind of thing and they'll sell you you know uh, private blog networks and all this kind of weird stuff and pyramids and all sorts of extra sort of three-dimensional shapes uh, of your link profiles and all that kind of stuff it's moving away from that and it's yeah. you know and 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 rightly so and I think the the way that the I hate using the word artificial intelligence it's not it's machine learning it's machine machine language it's like figuring out um based upon your previous search searches and your current search what your intent is how far down the buying process you are whether you're still in like you know uh, information gathering mode rather than actually going to buy kind of mode and all that kind of stuff good it's getting really smart it's getting it's going to continue to get smarter and smarter going forward next year and it's like a lot of the shady, crappy sites that were out there before, they've seen their search rankings plummet because they've still got all of the shady crap behind it. Like all of the bad sort of like tactics to boost SEO, boost your SEO for your site. And it's like, you know, my sites over, the, even though Medic came in uh, about a year and a half ago, the Medic update, I lost a shit ton of ranking um, for, for my site it's come back because of the content I produced and the 
I'm basically, I'm providing what Google actually wants to provide. It's when somebody searches for, I want to buy some greens powder, they'll actually come and find me. Um, and, and it's that's that's really the, the the interesting, you know, that's that's where SEO has evolved. I'm yeah. start because I'm doing stuff in an ethical way. I'm starting to see my rankings come back again, which is good. Yeah, no, it's uh, I've got no I've got no problem with direction that Google's going in at the moment. Mm. Um, I think that it they went through a really bad patch when they were the only game in town. Before, before um, Instagram came along and Facebook came along, and then Google has to pull. Now, corporate culture-wise, they go through a really bad patch. But for end-user type thing, no, they're, they're, they're going the right way and they're rewarding good content. Yep. Very few of us set out to game Google. Well, I know some people do, and we maybe we do a little bit. We we do a little bit of checking the keywords we should be using and stuff like that. But no, we don't set out to actually cheat Google and put a lot of crap out there and, and rank for something else. Well, no, it's no, it's not like we're trying to, you know, rank for Britney Spears rather than like, you know, uh, uh, Zipify pages. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, but you, you're right. It's like um, Google are doing an awful lot of things right at the moment. One of the other things on my list is to do with Google Ads, and like certainly um, the next video we're going to be probably going to be talking a lot more about what's coming in 2020. Yeah what's evolving and one of those things is certainly um, the Google Ads platform. We spoke about it two weeks ago with how the Google Ads um, uh, reps are a lot better now than the Facebook reps. They, they are reps, that's why though. They are reps. They are, absolutely. And they, you know, they understand that it's the same person that comes back to me month after month and talks to me about my account and understands what I'm trying to do and how we're trying to evolve. And, you know, it, that's what a rep should be about. Not somebody who's basically, basically just a mouthpiece of the stuff that Facebook wants you to basically spend its money, your money on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved. And I think Google are on the right path, certainly on that front. Um, Amazon is next on my list. Yeah. Cool. So, um, oh, go on. It is, I bet it's under the bad column, isn't it? Um, well, it's, just, it's split, actually. I think it's great for the end consumer, but at the same time, I think um, from a seller central perspective, so if you are a merchant selling product through Amazon, uh, life's getting harder for the people that, let's, let's put it this way, the, the opportunity seekers, um, yeah. it's getting harder for them. And Amazon have been playing the game uh, with these people very, very well, and that they're basically just sucking as much money out of them as humanly possible. So um, about a year ago, year and a half ago, Amazon started really clamping down on this whole reviews, gaming the review system. So it's probably been going on about two, two and three years, something like that. Um, and previously, gaming the reviews system was the only way of improving the rankings of your product, okay? Um, now, Amazon clamped down on that. And what did they do instead? They introduced an ad platform. So now, all of the people who are talking about gaming the review system and getting more reviews, they're now talking about, oh, go and spend money, go and figure out Google, uh, sorry, Amazon ads and the sponsored you know, placement stuff, uh, sponsored products placements and all that kind of thing, and spend your money there. 
Now, what's that do? That's paying Amazon more money to rank your product higher than your competitor on their platform. It's, it, it's kind of like, it's very, very self-serving on Amazon's part. They're getting paid twice for, oh, actually they're getting paid multiple times, not just twice. They're getting paid for FBA. Um, FBA. They're getting paid for the, um, uh, like the, 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 the standard fees that you, you get for every time you sell something. And they get paid when you're advertising to beat your competitor who's also on Amazon and also spending money on uh, Amazon ads <laughs> in, a, in an algorithm system. It's nuts. And it's like Amazon's biggest growth area this year in terms of revenue has come from their ads platform. No shit, Sherlock. Um, so yeah, I, I think from, for, from the business opportunity side of things, the um, with the people who are trying to game Amazon's platform and um, looking at it not from building a brand perspective, but from building uh, kind of like, you know, oh, well, I found a, you know, a spatula to sell and I'm going to sell it with like, you know, gold plated spatulas because there's, uh, there's a keyword that's underserved on, yeah. on Amazon's platform for that. Let's go and create a gold plated spatula that's going to start getting being diminished. The number of people who can play that game over long term will be diminished. Um, for those of you who have got brands and actually a legitimate brand, in the last 12 months, I've spent no more than about £200 total on Amazon ads. And I, all of those have been for my primary keyword, my, my brand name, basically to stop other people from uh, you know, advertising on my brand name. That's all I've done. I literally, I look at my like spends each month and it's like 10, 10 pounds, 20 pounds a month that I'm spending on Amazon ads. And from a brand perspective, it's great. It's really working for me. I've earned um, as much revenue this year as I did last year from Amazon. And yet I've spent $0 practically, um, 300 bucks on advertisement on advertising on Amazon. It's just come organically and through all of my other uh, ad spend that I've done elsewhere, the stuff that is external to Amazon. So I'm paying Amazon less, I'm profiting more, I'm getting more customers and that's been good. The bad shit is probably gonna continue for those poor buggers who have been sold a business opportunity. Yeah, well, I wrote, I read an article in one of the, one of the papers um, a couple of weeks ago about a company in the United States who are sort of startup cowboy boot manufacturer. So they make lots of cowboy boots. So we know probably about 18 months old now. Half their income came from Amazon sales, 50%. And they've just pulled everything out of Amazon because, okay, it was half the, their income, but it was 80% of the problems they had with their business stemmed from Amazon. Uh, and the profit for from Amazon was like quarter what they were making from their own website. So they went, no, we'll, we'll sacrifice that 50% for the moment. We, we may go back later when we're bigger and better able to handle all the crap they're causing us. But for now, it, it's just, it's holding back our business. People, so, people talk about like Amazon being expensive to be on, and it's not really that expensive. With their take, I, I, I class them like a, kind of like an expensive affiliate. So we pay out 13% to our affiliates. Amazon take about 20 to 25% of the revenue that we get from, um, from, from sales. The thing is, 
that's not the expensive bit. The expensive bit, as Mark's just said, is to do with dealing with the number of people who return and all the shady crap with like, you know, um, stock arriving or product arriving that's being damaged because yeah. of the way that Amazon handles. The, your, that's exactly the what they, they said. I mean, they get, they have, they've had, had in the last year, they've, they've had nothing that they sent out be sent back because it was damaged. They have a large percentage of stuff that Amazon sent out gets reported damaged. People return old pairs of cowboy boots from other manufacturers in their boxes and Amazon then refund them the money for the boots that they bought from them. Crazy. Um, question there from Tamar. I received calls from my Google, from Google My Business. What's that about? Can I, can I answer that? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> it's actually worthwhile doing it. I, I, we use it as a, as a separate social network. Yeah, it's, it's basically your business on the top of their page type thing, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, so well doing it. yeah, if you do a search for a business or even like for a keyword, actually, um, and your business is based locally, um, what you'll, you'll see a, basically that business pop up as a business that is local. So um, we, we treat it, as I say, we treat it like a social network. We put posts up on some Google My Business every day. Um, so like all of the social posts that we create for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all this other stuff, we actually post on Google My Business as well. And interestingly, we get a huge amount of clicks through to our website every day through Google My Business. And it's because we are constantly adding posts to whether it's image posts or video posts or whatever to Google My Business, um, it shows that we're an active business. So on the search rankings for for Google, it looks good and also adds to that weight behind the SEO um, of our business as a whole, that Google sees that we're active, we're writing about a particular subject, we're posting about a particular subject, and it means that more people are finding us because of that. And I think Google My Business has actually contributed us to us getting more of our search rankings back over the last six months. Um, than pretty much anything else that we've done. So d don't ignore it. It's not something that we've talked about before on this on this show, but it's it's one of those little things. Um, we use um, Zoho Social or social.zoho.com as our platform for uh, doing scheduling social posts across the web. Um, we we do do stuff which is direct to Facebook as well, but we do an awful lot of like we use a tool to basically schedule posts because it's easier. Yes, like people go, oh, the reach is awful on Facebook. And it's like, well, the reach on Facebook is awful anyway. We might as well embrace the awfulness and use the tool to get crappy reach anyway. Well, says so, you know, you use an automated tool to post, right? And you're going to lose reach. Tell me one company, medium-sized to large company, that post manually to Facebook. It's just, it's not just not possible. So everybody's is posting automated now, or else you wouldn't have Agora Pulse, you wouldn't have Content Card, you wouldn't have Meet Edgar. Um, you're only up against people who are doing the same thing as you. So yeah, I don't, I don't worry about it. I, I, even if I post, say manually rather than schedule, I often do it in Hootsuite. Because I'm yes. already in there and I've got Hootsuite open, so I might as well just bang it out there. 
one of the um, things we, we went around the houses mark will know this i basically tried pretty much every social media posting tool yeah. there is um about about three four months back and we tried everything from agora pulse super expensive super rich blah 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 we use hootsuite we tried meet edgar we, we tried all sorts of different platforms and the one that we found that worked the best and gave us all of the functionality of expensive tools like Agora Pulse, um, but basically for like a tenth of the price is Zoho Social. It's brilliant. Honestly, it's very, very simple for my team to use. It's simple for me to use. I can pull stats off it. I can see very quickly in the calendar. The calendar is a bit chunky, but you know, we'll deal with that. But ultimately it's a, it's a great, great little platform that does 99% of what all of the other ones do put together but at a tenth of the price. I'm using, uh, I switched, I, I still use Hootsuite for day to day, like I'm just going to do a post or I'll, I'll monitor what's coming in. Uh, I use Hootsuite, but I use Content Cal now because, you know, once I make a post on that, it all, every post goes into a library. So it's just a matter of going to, going to the library, I'll post that one there. Uh, so you can fill it up. So I, I can, I can spend, probably over Christmas, um, I'll create, you know, 40, 50, 60 posts send them out in January, like fill up my, my feeds. But then over the year, I can just go, yeah, post that one today, post that one tomorrow. I've actually got, I have actually this morning, before we went live, as part of the uh, case study, I've got stuff scheduled for the next 18 months. I've got post schedules for 18 months. <laughs> How cool is that? Tamar had about, interesting, they, they immediately tried to get me to talk to, put it to their people about running our ads. That's probably not Google My Business then that contacted you. It's yeah. probably a it's probably a independent agency. Yeah. We get we get an awful lot with people saying, "Oh, we're calling from uh, on behalf of your Facebook ads campaigns and all this kind of crap." And I'm like, "No, you're not. You're bullshitting me." Um, so I basically tell them to get stuffed. Um, yeah. yeah, you won't ever have like Google offering to do your ads for you. Um, yeah. You have to do your ads for yourself or have an actual agency. So it's most likely to be an agency that wants to do them for you. Um, yeah. Certainly, I would recommend going into Google My Places, um, like uh, Google My Business, sorry, um, and figuring out how to create your, like, and actually figure out how to use the tool. It's really simple. It'll take, you know, if you've done anything else like this before, it will take you 20 minutes and you'll figure it all out. It's not that complicated. And it's a great way of making sure that the information that's recorded about your business is correct. And you can start getting things like reviews, Google reviews about your business on that platform as well. So it's, it's one of the things that, um, uh, it's one of the things that we do uh, uh, try and get our customers to do. If they leave us a review through our normal reviews platform, we'll also go, oh, can you, would you mind leaving us the same review on Google as well? And we give them a link to the Google reviews page so that we can build our reviews on Google as well. Um, because once again, it adds to the whole weight of when somebody does a search because people do st still type uh, and, and say, what is Lean Greens? Lean Greens, like, you know, but I want to buy Lean Greens. They'll find our business and they'll see the reviews that are up there for us. So that's super, super important. And we said people just still type. I was in having a haircut the other day. And I realized there and then that Alexa will, will respond to any voice. So they had their, their normal rubbish music on. 
like meditation music because we're doing, I was getting the head head massage and stuff like that. I just went, Alexa, play the Clash loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a haircut, which listened to the Clash. It was brilliant. Right. Okay. So I've got something. I'm gonna I'm gonna own up to something now that didn't work this year and really pissed me off because I thought it was well, I sort of worked. So I set up a an, an evergreen campaign, right? A, a funnel that was absolutely brilliant. I put everything I knew into it, right? And it's actually converting at 30%. When people get to the end of it, it converts at 30%. It is that good. The problem is most people don't get to the end of it. In fact, a very low percentage of people get to the end of it. So my big lesson from that bad bit of marketing was, I know, funny for me saying this, you know, keep things really simple. I know I say it all the time, um, but sometimes I like to look at campaigns that other people have done, go, I can build that, I can do better than that. It's just too complicated. Absolutely too complicated. Um, so, you know, I'm now stripping that down into three pages and more, more people will get to the end of it. It won't convert, it definitely won't convert as well. But get more people there. yeah, get more people there. So yeah, that's my, the worst thing I did this year was like, uh, the worst thing was I spent three or over three weeks building it. Literally, I focused on it for three weeks, tweaking it, getting right, writing the email sequences, everything. Um, no, bad mark. So, see, the, the, the way I, I've looked at things this year differently with funnels in particular is that I've stopped I stopped doing funnels in that vein. What I'll do is um, I have a, a target landing page. So for us, where we're selling a physical product, I'm driving my ads directly to that sales page. Now, the thing is, is what, what I know that only two and a half to three percent of people convert on that particular landing page. I've done quite a lot to optimize that page than the offer, um, you know, the offer being the most important thing and also the who it is, the pocket of people, the pop, uh, the pocket of people who I send to that page are actually super, it's super important to get those things right. So you've got the pocket of people and the offer is right for that pocket of people. Um, going on about Peter Spaton's stuff, it's like, that's that's all him. Um, so we drive people to a landing, a sales page for our product. If they don't, if they decide that they don't want to buy, then we have exit pops it's not really an exit pop it is an exit pop to all intense purposes but we also have retargeting um, pixels as well and we retarget those people those um, the people who are spending the most amount of time the, the, the fence sitters we're trying to convert them to either become an email address prospect person so we offer them whether it's a discount or something like that we've been trying all sorts of other stuff recently as well um, we've got them onto a, a pixel audience on facebook on google on youtube all those platforms where they they where they exist anywhere they go on the internet they'll now start seeing our ads all over the place which is exactly the way you should be doing it because you'll convert you know maybe another one percent of the overall audience that lands on your page you may convert another percent but that's where you start making your overall campaigns work really really well we're still talking about one page, one landing page. It's not about the funnel. And it's like, I kind of, I kind of got a bit sort of jaded as Mark has done with, with, with funnels because you'd spend all this time and money and putting, 
you know, creating a page, driving traffic to it. And it's like, Jesus, I've no idea where this is falling down. Which bit of which messaging has gone wrong somewhere rather than going, okay, well, audience, product, are they the right fit? If they're not, you know, it, if it's less than 1% conversion rate, it sucks. If it's more than 1%, okay, we might have something here we can optimize. So that's the way I've looked at funnels this year. I mean, it, it, once, once again, it's one of the reasons I moved to Thinkific was thinking about this. Okay, so so now what I can do, I can set up a free course, right? So I can set up a free course about uh, evergreen funnels, right? And I can then, once people are on the list, then I can then market to them a course, a, a full course on evergreen funnels. And that's it. Just keep it nice and simple. I've got seven emails set up. All I need to do is get that traffic and send it to that free course. I don't have to get them going through all the nice little, here's an introduction, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is what you should be doing. See, the whole funnel thing, and maybe this is a subject for another call about funnels. And it's like the whole funnel thing, the only reason why it exists is because of internet marketing. And it's like, um, when you decide you want to go and buy a car, okay, what do you go and do? You look look online for the reviews, you look on YouTube for the the reviews that are on YouTube, independent reviews, ha ha, there's no such thing. Um, But then when you've decided that you want to buy, you go, okay, where's the best place to buy? You do a search for a local garage or whatever. And then you go to that place or you, you know, modern one modern world is you can actually order cars online now, but you can actually go to the place and you buy it. Yeah. And that's really, that's like how people buy stuff. And it's like the car's a bit of a weird example, I know. But even so for something like, um, you know, uh, soap. Okay, so you're selling, selling a bar of soap. It's like, do you go to a landing page about soap and... Um, it says, want to know the one major trick that will help you get cleaner than ever before? Put in your email address and I'll answer that. And it's like, you can I just want to buy a fucking bar of soap, dude. And it's like, the, it's the madness of internet marketing has taught us, uh, has, has told us that we should be doing all of this crazy stuff. And it's like, no, no, just just sell me the thing that I want to do. I just think about over Christmas, right? So you can... Let's say you've got a $997 product, right? You're going to build a funnel for it. I mean, it, you're not going to try and send people straight to a landing page and sell it. Yeah. You, you can probably try it. It yeah. might work. But if you're selling a $27 product, you don't need a funnel. You really don't need a funnel. Here's a $27 product. Bang. Then stick some, some upsells on the back end. Done. Um, that was... The, that that uh, campaign I, was, I talked about a few months ago, where the woman made a hundred and hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars for a twenty-seven dollar product. Perfect. <laughs> Why not? And, and then I actually went. Well, you see the post it made this week. I went one better. I found a woman who's made fifty thousand and seventy dollars three months before she la- launches her course. That is marketing. Yeah, but it's like it. it, it <laughs> I'm seeing some of the the the, the comments and it's like you know um, from Tamar and it's like about the find out the dirty little secret <laughs> smiley face. It's mad, isn't it? It's like yeah. you know you, One little trick. <laughs> it, it's like everybody's doing it. It's like okay, well that feels like a scam. 
And it's like, as a normal consumer, a normal person who goes out and buys stuff, I'm not going to go and put my email address in to find out about a bloody bar of soap. Really, seriously, dude, I'm just not. Yeah. I, I don't, it doesn't matter how cool and sexed up your blooming like bar of soap is. Really, it's just a bar of soap. Is it going to get me clean or not? And, and I think, you know, when you've got a $27 product for sale, and it's like, but I, I want to change my life, yeah. I, well, it's true. This bar of soap will change your life. It's like, no, it won't. I'll be rose getting down the, the broad boardwalk, <laughs> smiling and happy, living on a yacht, <laughs> driving a Ferrari. If I buy this $9 course. <laughs> See, no, some, of the best, some of the best landing pages I've seen for products um, this year is I saw one which was to do with um, a, an antiperspirant. Um, I think it was antiperspirant patches or wipes or something like that. And it's a, it's basically, it's, yes, it's quite technical and not quite nerdy about how it works and all this kind of stuff, but it's like, it's a very, it's a product landing page. It's like, here's what I've got. Here's what it will do for you. Here's what to do next. It is the, the most simple sales page possible. And if you go onto any of the sales pages that we've been creating for Lean Greens recently, pretty much the same format. Here's what I've got. Here's what it's going to do for you. Here's where you've got to go and do next. Go buy it. That's it. And yes, you can have like the testimonials. You have the nerdy science stuff and like copy and all this kind of stuff. To be honest with you, 99% of people are not going to read it. The people who buy it, they've either been already pre-sold on the idea because of the ads created that you've got or like the, you know, the headline has promised enough. And that's going to convert enough people for you to make make enough from the business. I feel sometime next year the the Ministry of Sensible Marketing coming out. Um, just just like, but you know, this is certainly something I think we should talk about in another in a future episode next next year when we come back. It's like okay, so what are the components of your funnel? Ha ha. Um, and it really and um, what we actually need. So what's the ad creative? Who you're targeting? What's the landing page? That's it. Especially if you're selling something under fifty dollars, fifty pounds, the fifty pound mark. I if you're, I'd um, say so, I'd say ninety-seven. Yeah, even so, yeah. I'd say yeah. handing under ninety-seven. Like just chuck it up there. Yeah, it, it is, and it's like yeah. If you're if you're selling something which is a nine-nine-seven course, even a nine-nine-seven course, you probably can sell it through and it's like this whole thing with like um uh, i'm sorry before i get onto a real proper rant vsls and uh, vsls only exist because of internet marketing i hate vsl i hate looking at a 35 minute video when i all i want to do is find the buy button and buy i've seen vsls that have been an hour and a half long for bloody probiotic tablets that cost like that you know we sell for 20 quid and it's just like it's a fucking probiotic. Oh, shoot me now. It's like, right. it's, this thing's going to change your life. No, it won't. It's a probiotic, dude. It will just make me shit better. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the craziness that we... Sorry, Apple. <laughs> it's the, the craziness that we've got onto with, yeah. within marketing. And it's like, ultimately, people, most people don't buy like that. And it's like... And it's and a lot of the time, certainly use the probiotic example. It's like they've got this fancy VSL and whatever, and they they try and sell you uh, six months worth or twelve months worth of product in the first sale because they know that then they're never going to get you back for a second time. Yeah. 
um, because it's it's like their repeat customer rate is basically in the you know single digit percentage marks rather yeah. than for us fifty percent zero point before it. <laughs> madness utterly yeah. madness anyway sorry um yeah that's my, that's oh, my we rant. Won't have a rant because it's christmas right yeah i know <laughs> let's remind ourselves right guys that's it we, we've got to an hour yeah. that's enough enough torture for you <laughs> thank you hopefully, hopefully this has been interesting and useful because obviously you know we, we, try, any of that. You know, we, we try and present stuff that is like uh, contrary not on yeah. purpose but because it's kind of shining a light on the way that marketing works in, in 2019, 2020. And it's like the old school tactics, which are still being pushed by so many people, really, they need to, they need to go the, day, the, the way of the dodo, honestly. <laughs> oh, Ian, I've got, I could tell you. Right. Okay, so hang on a second. Uh, Ian, let me see how I can word uh, this so we don't get banned from Facebook google anyway. right so being an adult me and my wife are having happy time right <laughs> i made a broad-minded suggestion to which i suddenly heard siri say i'm sorry mark i can't do that so on those Christmas, in the middle of <laughs> well that's absolutely serious and Alison, if she ever listens to this he's going to kill me <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to tell people to stop listening to this at one minute. At, um, um, yeah, exactly an hour in. <laughs> right, that's enough for today. Thank you very much, guys. Well. And, and thank you, everybody, for listening over this last 12 months. She's done it again. <laughs> Siri just started playing. Oh, She's so annoying. She started playing um, Don't Hold Your Breath. So, so Alexa, for those of you who just didn't hear that, Alexa just started going in Mark's pocket. Oh, silly. Uh, that was silly. Uh, it, it will be a new thing for 2020 will be um, uh, um, basically uh, fake dialing or pocket dialing Alexa. Yeah. Right. Anyway, guys, that's it. Um, have a great Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. I mean, we, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys. Right. You five guys that turn up every week. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, no, I really, really appreciate your support. And as ever, please ask us any questions you have. We're always happy to answer. Always, you know, if you're not a member of SMO, can join smo.com forward slash free. Um, and we'll be back in the new year with one of our always completely 100% accurate forecasts of what's going to happen for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, <dear. laughs> right, we're going. See you later, guys. Hey. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to the Friday Live thing. For show notes and resources, head over to members.seriousmarketersonly.com.